skipped a couple bands and began to thrive. Time to put the team on cause we going live. Put all your money to work when you realize too much money to be made between you and I. Welcome to the Trade Tribe. All right, welcome. This is the Trade Tribe season one, episode two. My name is Taufik Suleiman, the student investor. As by no means am I an expert, but every week I'm looking to learn and bring my tribe along. The Trade Tribe is a trading community and show and contribute to making the tribe wealthier. This is this show is our take on how we analyze the markets, what we think is going to happen, and how we make plays on that, as well as share our learnings along the journey. Between our trading group chat and our weekly recorded calls, we want to see every young adult part of our tribe thrive. So make sure to add us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at the Trade Tribe. We're going to start with the check-ins. Today we have myself, Hero, Tariq, and Billiki. Feel free to say what's up and how your week has been and how's things going with you. What up, what up, party people? Where's the goat herself? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> the goat. The legend. <laughs> how y'all feeling? How's y'all week been? How's y'all weekends been? All is well over here. I just got a house yeah. full of damn kids. They your damn kids. <laughs> hey, you'll catch up. Hey, it ain't a race. It's a, this ain't a race. <laughs> How about you, Tariq? A long week. Oh, there it go right there. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week, man. Excited for the weekend. Sunday. How about you, Hero? Oh man, it's Sunday. I I was in surgery yesterday, so I was pretty much tied up talking with families and stuff. But for me, uh, it's just another week uh, trying to get people acclimated. You know, f- shaming people not wearing a mask. You know, just the basic hero stuff. Facts, facts, facts. I definitely feel all that. Same for me. Long week. Uh, finally, feel like I'm getting the hang of my job, so now I can spend more time dedicated to this, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's see. All right, this week's meme of the week uh, goes to myself again. Uh, It's basically a picture of a dad giving this kid his stimulus check and telling him she's in it for (laughs) essentials, but he ends up just throwing it in the machine to buy calls and puts. Uh, this actually gives me PTSD because I put my entire stimulus check into the stock market. Of course, I used my responsibly and made some profits off of it. But the point is, a lot of people just take their money and just put it into stuff they don't know. Uh, I found this very funny, and yeah, what do y'all think about that? Yo, th- if this ain't if this wasn't me with uh, American Airlines in April 9th, <laughs> man, hey, I made I made a little bit of coin that day. But the drop-off was something serious. Like, I think I made a profit at 80% and lost 20 on some. Let me hold on. Let me, let me right. see what happens. <laughs> that, that's me. That is, I am you and you are me, kid. <laughs> I'm changing your name to Billy on my phone. <laughs> this is true, mom. I started in July and put every dollar to my name to try to flip it, mom. Um, <laughs> I mean, it worked, but I definitely don't recommend that for it. Just anybody. That's yeah, the, this this meme has it has it like you might you what you're seeing right here in this meme is uh, a two percent uh two percent chance. Like is it for the total population, only a few people could throw their whole check. Like imagine you at home sitting at the crib thinking to yourself, you know what? 
I might eat ramen noodles for the rest of my life, but I'm about to go all the way in. Like, if that's your situation, don't do it. You hear me? Don't Still do it. Go home. <laughs> yeah, like, take uh, the calculated risk. That's what we're about. Facts, 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 facts. And yeah, that's our meme of the week. Uh, now for the lesson or tone of the week. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about indicators. A lot of biggest questions that people ask is, how do I know when to get in or get out of a trade? A lot of people just follow the news or just follow the advice of their friends. But the honest answer is one of the great ways of knowing when to enter or exit a trade is to use indicators. And just to show you that all this information is available online, we're going to check Google. Um, what does it, what is an indicator? What is a technical indicator? And one of the best places to check for information, knowledge or information is Investopedia. So we're going to go with their definition. Um, basically what they're saying is a technical indicator is basically a pattern based signal produced by different aspects of a security or a contract that you traders use to follow what is going to happen in the market and use it to predict the future of price movements. Um, and basically that's pretty much um, things that you see on platforms like think or swim, as you can see over here. Uh, there we go. Basically indicators are the pretty colorful things that you see on my screen that are not the candlesticks. Um, a lot of platforms offer this as ways for traders to make better trading decisions. Um, some of the most common ones don't do it like Robinhood, but some other platforms like Thinkorswim, Webull provide some indicators. And that's one of the reasons why I choose those over Robinhood. These uh, help me to- TD Ameritrade also offers, and uh, Charles Schwab, they offer um, really good analysis tools. Yep, yep. And those come in really handy to help decide on when is best time to enter or exit trades. Um, some of the most common ones being um, RSI indicators, uh, MACD indicators, and Bollinger Bands. Um, the biggest thing to note is that these are all based off prior um, stock price information, um, such as previous prices, volume, and things like that. And they help you give an indica indication of what could happen in the future. A lot of the expert traders that I've followed or seen or talked to do use indicators to help them with their decisions. So for new beginning traders, indicators are a great place to start. Um, I personally um, utilize um, a couple of the basic ones such as uh, moving averages. Um, basically a moving average is an average that changes over time uh, of the past, of a period of time of the stock price. So basically if the stock price is at 100, the moving, the average at the time of the past 10 days might be 95. So the stock price is above that, such as in this example of Apple. Um, but with the moving average, the reason why it's called moving because every day or every second, every time period, it, the average is changing as you're moving the time, the time period forward along with the stock, the stock price and the current time frame. Um, these are useful because they give indication of how a stock is performing over the past few days. I can indicate to it. So, uh, simple ways of looking at the moving average is basically to say, okay, if a price is above its moving average, that means it could be trending upwards or is over um, doing better than this past few days. Or if it's below, it might be trending downwards. Um, but these are great indicators to determine if it's a bullish or bearish movement. Um, the next one being Bollinger Bands. Um, as you can see on my screen, you'll see these two different lines here um, that kind of create 
a band around the stock price. And this pretty much is an extension of the moving average. Um, basically what it does is it tells you what is the ideal range of where the stock price go as, as a standard deviation from the average at the current time. Um, Can you adjust that standard deviation? Gotcha. Give me a second. Let me do And basically what you'll notice is that typically the stock price does not move outside of the two band um, width. So this is a great way to tell you where, where or what is the furthest that a stock can move in correlation to its current price, as well as the average. Um, I like to use this because it tells me where is the point to exit, such as this high, and when to get in, such as one of these lows. Um, and the next one that I use is the RSI, this which stands for the Relative Standard Index. And basically what this does, this tells you uh, based off of it pretty much tells you the how it, it pretty much tells you the change in the price compared to previous highs and lows. So basically, if you buy into a stock, uh, what it's telling you, which is is the RSI is this indicator right here, it's telling you at what point is this oversold or overbought? Like, are people buying this way too much? Or are they buying it way too uh, too little? Uh, and basically, what you do is at these two levels, the seventy level and the thirty level. Um, 30 being oversold or overbought, oversold, then the 70 level being overbought. This picture tells you, okay, this might be a point that the stock might reverse and change direction. As you can see here, once the stock broke above the 70 line, it started to crash, meaning that it was oversold, it was overbought. Then as it was selling off, selling off, it hit a low point um, around this level, which is the 30 level, and was looking to start increasing and reverse slightly. Um, it didn't hold true to the end, but basically in the moment, it was telling you that the stock was oversold and that this might be a good point to enter. Um, and those are just some of the indicators that I use, um, other ones being the MACD, another one being stochastic, but a lot of those can be looked into and be fitted mostly to your trading style. Um, yeah, that's pretty much a crash course on indicators. Um, any, any questions or anything to add to those? No, I think that was pretty good. I I would say I would like to see in the future, like you setting up your indicators or setting up your bandwidths. I think that'd be a pretty cool learning experience. Definitely, and those are very easily found on YouTube. Uh, it would take a couple, a, a little bit of time to mess around and uh, move these indicators to your liking. Uh, but those are all easily available on YouTube. But there will be future um, content, I guess, future stuff for us to talk about specific indicators and how we set those up. But that's a great idea. And dope. Our right, next topic will be our week in review. Um, this week was another crazy week. Uh, basically, the stock market was down again for another uh, week straight. Uh, basically, if you look at this S&P 500, which is tracks the overall performance of the 500 um, best stocks in the stock market, you will see that since September 2nd, 3rd-ish, um, the stock market has been dropping um, due to a huge sell-off. Um, a lot of people are optimistic about the stock market rising um, and recovering from its earlier crash in March after following COVID news. Um, but this past few weeks, especially last week, there's been a lot of um, sell-offs from major tech, um, tech companies and other stocks due to loss of faith in the stock market as, as well as excessive valuations from tech companies. Um, with a lot of major tech companies like Apple, Microsoft, the typical FANG stocks uh, making up a huge 
percentage of the S&P 500, when those stocks drop, that pulls down the whole market average a lot, or to some extent, a certain, a, good, a fair amount. Uh, so basically, that's what pretty much happened through last week. It was crazy because a lot of my uh, stop losses triggered for a lot of stocks that I was in, and that forced me mostly into a cash position. And yeah, um, on to add to that is varying news such as the Supreme Court justice um, passing away, unfortunately, um, and that causing a lot of people to think that okay, in the future, there might not be. It might take a lot more time for the stimulus package is come again to, I guess, to hit again to, or to be be renewed for further relief for a lot of these companies. So that brought a lot of worries as well as lack of faith due to a second wave of coronavirus cases um, popping up in Europe. So a lot of stocks, Europe stocks did take a decline and, and so on. Uh, besides that, anything else that y'all noticed in the week, this past week? the time to buy <laughs> shopping season is upon us we've yep and that is a great point a few months we've all like i'm pretty sure warren buffett first said this back in june or july that this was going to happen and the worst of it is going to come around election it's going to be like a catalyst for something but yeah i feel like a lot of people have just been thinking like oh this is the next company that's going to make the vaccine or this is the next tech company that's going to blow up and be the next Amazon, stuff like that. Yeah. They really do their research on what exactly they're putting their money in. So they're just throwing money at a company that they don't know who's running it. They don't know any principles behind it. They don't even know what it actually is doing when they're giving their money to it. Then it blows up in their face and they're not ready for it. So that's why we see this huge pullback. Um, <laughs> Nikola is a great example. I mean, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but for the past few weeks, I was hearing everything about everything about Nikola. It's like, this is the thing. Get into this. Get into this. They're doing new EV vehicles. Next Tesla, all this stuff. Then all of a sudden, they're in the news about the fraud and all that. And everybody pulled out. Just one example of people getting into this market and not truly knowing where they're putting them. It's, there's something to be said about uh, tested and proven. Uh, as a person who works in the healthcare industry, uh, there's... I have no money in vaccines right now. And there's a reason for it because I work in the industry and I know that no vaccine that comes out this year or three months into next year is going to be worth this weight in gold. So it, it, it's all, it's about understanding your industry, um, one. And if you're not familiar with, like, for example, I'm not familiar with uh, Nikolai and battery technology, but I know that there is a juggernaut in that, in that realm called Tesla. And one look, at their book and their R&D development will tell you who's better at this. And I feel like so many people get lost in the sauce of tight headlines. And, you know, you read, you got to for you to get to any story these days, you got to read three paragraphs in. And that's where the truth of the story is. And no one's reading three pa paragraphs into any article. So they lose. And those are both great points. And for us context, those that don't know, Nicola is basically... Um, how do I describe it? It's a electric vehicle company um, that's been making headlines for the past couple of weeks to months. Um, they were talking about creating an electric vehicle truck, uh, or was it hydrogen powered? Um, and that caused them to spike and ride the EV news, but with a lot of stuff such as gaps in their credibility and things like that being questioned, their stock has pretty much plummeted from its high of $97 down to about a low of 16 with other legal allegations being poised to just 
pretty much bring the stock down to zero at some point. Um, but the main point is, yes, last week, one of the great things that happened was a huge market. Well, last past two weeks was a huge market tech sell-off. And um, well, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, huge market sell-offs? Yes. Um, a lot of people think that it's reminiscent, reminiscent to the tech bubble that happened in the 1999 to 2000s. Uh, <laughs> That's such an overkill. That's such overkill. <laughs> Basically, a lot of people are thinking that is what happened. So that's why it was a lot of sell-off last week as well. Um, but more accredited investors think that although it may be similar, um, there's different situations and criteria that shows that it's not the same. But that just shows you that the same thing could happen from past. So it's good to look in the past to see, okay, what has happened in the past? What are people doing? And use that to make better trades. Yeah. Uh, but those are two great points from Tark and Hero. Uh, anything else for a weekend review? Uh, there was one thing that I, um, I was kind of interested to get people's perspective on, but I, it also ties into my uh, my my pick of the week. So I'll talk about it then. But uh, just with Florida reopening completely, the the side effects of that got it got it and we'll talk more about that uh moving on to week ahead this week ahead um typical things well not typical week ahead a lot of things are coming out are the consumer confidence um, review or report on tuesday and friday um the u.s unemployment rate being dropped for september on friday and also the u.s uh, presidential debate taking place on well the first of it ha taking place on Wednesday. Um, there are a couple Tuesday. Oh, I thought it was on Wednesday. Thanks for that. Um, coming taking place on Tuesday. Um, another thing is uh, another IPO coming out uh, is Palantir Technologies as a major tech company going out live on the NYSC or listed on NYSC on Wednesday. And yeah. Anything else to look ahead of this week? uh we will be live streaming the we will be live streaming the the debates all four debates uh on the identity booth twitch youtube periscope facebook live anywhere uh there's a live stream you can find us dope uh and that's pretty much the week ahead um, now we're going to dive deeper into like what are the things that we are looking at as potential trade ideas, potential plays going into the week and ahead. Um, as a quick overview, um, I am looking at a couple different stocks this week due to unusual options activity I've been looking at, such as Apple, Tesla, Boeing, American Airlines, um, this cruise line, I can't remember what, uh, what the C stands for, um, AMD, a chip device, Genius, and NIO. These are stocks that came up um, when I'm, as I'm more of a technical trader, I'm looking more so at um, technical stuff like volume, place, trades being placed, and what the charts kind of look like. Uh, so those are some stocks I'm looking at and might make potential plays this week. Um, another one is Blink with the news that Cali will be banning sales of gas-powered vehicles. Um, that is interesting because I did see that earlier this week. That, um, that might affect a lot of different plays. Also, um, Oak Street Health has a partnership with Walmart and upcoming Walmart health release. Graph Industrial with the merger with Velodyne, which is a 3D vision technology for AV vehicles. Uh, and basically the camera and video assistant in vehicles. Uh, so we're gonna let everyone talk about each of their picks and plays. Um, oh, also Hero with uh, looking at Starbucks and Billy. 
another uh, two other stocks stuff. So we're going to go through that in order, um, starting with Tarek, and just have d general discussion about these plays. Yeah, so just to preface, I didn't know that what I was throwing in there was going to be on this, uh, you know, discussion for today, but I actually have some much better picks. Those are just some picks that I um, threw up there. I've been in graph for a minute now, and they have been oh. killing the game. I love everything about them. The guy who's running, the CEO who's running it with their plan for it. Yeah, I really like Graph. Oak Street Health came across my board. Um, you know, I'm all for Walmart. The more uh, – actually, I won't even say that. But, uh, yeah, I'm all for <laughs> Oak Street Health. Um, but my biggest thing this week is definitely FMCI. That that has been my champion since I got into this thing. After they uh, had a vote for their merger, merger – finally went through they're extending it this extending the date um yeah i'm 100 percent believe that this price is going to go straight back up to 30 plus like started at 15 when i got into it went up to 28 dropped back down to 22 these past couple of days just because of the whole voting um like voting fiasco but then it finally went through so yeah saying looking for big things from FMCI. They're going to, in case you guys didn't know, they're going to be merging with Tattoo Chef uh, plant-based uh, plant meat company, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did hear about this. Highly, rec highly recommended. Uh, what was the symbol for that first one, the Walmart? Uh, Oak Street Health, um, O-S-H, O-S-H. Okay. And they um. Um, they, it's almost like the McDonald's for healthcare practices. They have a whole bunch of different, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name of when you go to nutrition? the doctor, uh, regular doctors. What did you say? Uh, nutritionist? Uh, no, not a nutritionist. Primary uh, care physician? Primary, yeah, uh, primary care physicians, they have, they just own a whole bunch of it. That's what they do. They crank them out like how you see Starbucks on every single corner. Um, just really like what they do. Um, yeah, then they're partnering with Walmart. Can't go wrong. I I don't know how if Walmart's gonna be here forever, but they're definitely gonna be here for a long time long throughout time. our yeah. lives. Like, uh, or do people are people still gonna eat food? <laughs> you said wait, yeah. what? Are people gonna still need food? Man, Tell me one place. Tell me another place where you can go get an oil change, a two weeks worth of groceries, all your drugs. And your nails and eyes checked in one visit. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's why I love Walmart, man. It's not like a magical place. That's yeah, not yeah. like Walmart. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> like it's fucking Disneyland for adults. Um, I have, when I, when I started stocks, I, I have this one rule that I go by. I normally don't tell people this, but I just tell you guys. So, yeah, the more evil and the more white a company <laughs> is, the more money I get, man. And the hey, is making me money, man. Hey, I, what? Hey, what I tell you, Tafik? Yeah, the crumbs, of, the crumbs of the rich will put us in a whole new tax bracket. So you better not, <laughs> basically, you better not sleep on that. Hey, I don't. I've, I haven't had McDonald's in thirteen years, but you best believe I, I'm getting dividends from them every three months. Hey, and they're about to up their uh, McDonald's. They're about to up all of their things in uh, Russia. They about to start expanding and everything. Russia, well, McDonald's is definitely a move. Interesting. Yeah. I'm actually might be an interesting play. Yeah, well, it's part of my. It's well, part actually, of my might not, because with 
I've been hearing about like us. Well, I guess Russia wouldn't. I guess, uh, but this is like with the spikes in like COVID cases. Would that not affect like the expansion plans? I mean, expansion is one thing, and curbside pickup is another. Uh, uh, they, uh, it's amazing. In three months, we've revolutionized the way we take takeout. That Pizza Hut is literally telling you to pop your right. trunk, and they put the pizza in the back. That's interesting. Like, you don't, uh, like, I don't think COVID is, uh, for as far as, like, restaurants are concerned, if the restaurant is failing right now, it's because they refuse to innovate. Yep. Because I get my sushi every Friday now, and I just get it, and all I got, it's just one extra step. When I get out the car, I just got to go open up my trunk. I got myself a little crate in there now. I got a little crate so it doesn't shake around. I say, put it in the crate, damn it. I can see it through the camera. Yeah, it's crazy how quick a lot of these restaurants were able to like qu- quickly pivot and still keep making money through everything going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. COVID. Oh. COVID. Is, what it's doing is it's just changing just our culture. Where we're, people are thinking like, yeah, COVID's gonna break down society, man. We not going anywhere. Of course, it's you know horrible what's happening, but all it basically is is changing our culture in that. We no longer have to go out to do something. We can start building enterprises. From it's 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 a it's a it's, it's a generational like cleanse for me, and I take it very personal because I'm a person who works in healthcare, and and up until March, I couldn't believe that I had to drive into work three times a week. Now I only come to work when I have to work, and the innovation of it that shows up. All these buildings sitting on the corners of streets that haven't been used because of COVID. You know, it it begs the question, is there something wrong with our society that has this fulfilling nation or notion that people have to sit down in office? You know, Taufik's working from home. I work from home when I can. Like, I do the surgery in person, but I do all my paperwork and do my Zoom calls with the families at home. They don't let me talk to the family in person no more. So, like, I I look at a lot of these innovations and think to myself, after COVID's done, I don't want to leave this situation. I'm fine with the way things are now because of how people have had to innovate. Obviously, scratching the 200,000 plus people that are dead, I wouldn't want those people to be here. But, man, it's amazing to see what happens when you stress the system just a little bit. And it's definitely needed. Yeah. Uh, You about to say something? No, no, no. Go. I bet. Moving on. Uh, or did you cover all your aspects, Tark? Your your picks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dope, dope, dope. Um, my picks. So looking back, this um, I guess looking back last week, um, a lot of the reason why I chose these stocks and moving into this week was based on the stocks that I was looking at last week, such as Adobe, Piton, Roku, and Work. All of them kind of doing well with exception of Adobe. I did make some money off of those. Um, we did make these callouts last week. Um, off um, Peloton, the bike, the fitness stock, I made about 100% profit off the uh, off an options call on them, and with Roku, I made a quick uh, 40% scalp trade off that, made 40%. I did lose on my Adobe trade um, due to them dropping despite earnings pick, which is another thing I noticed, which is that a lot of stocks earnings call are timed into the markets in advance of what happens the day that they release their um, earnings report. So if you are looking to make plays off earnings report, do be careful with that um, and try to plan ahead of time for that. Um, but yeah, some of the picks that we chose last week did uh, very well. 
Um, you'll see that Roku spiked the literally the day after um, we had our last call, um, going from uh, 160 up to 185. So if you did a call on that, you'd be in making hella bank. Um, but yeah, so stocks that I'm looking at are what I'm doing this week is changing my strategy. Um, since a lot of my stop losses triggered last week, uh, pretty much I've been forced to a cash position and I'm looking to start making shorter swing position, swing plays on options. Um, so I've been looking at this website called um, Bar Chart and there's a section that tells you and like um, alerts you of different unusual stock options activity. Um, what I do is I filter by volume. Um, and basically some of the ones that stood out to me were, um, were the ones I listed here. Where do I see that again? Um, some of them being Apple, Tesla, Boeing, American Airlines, CCL, AMD, Genius, all of that. Um, the reason, and this is very interesting um, because with Apple and Tesla, two of them are pretty much the most, uh, are pretty much the two most op uh, optimistic tech stocks you can think of. So people that are making plays on that, um, people that are looking at tech stocks were probably looking at those two stocks. And when I was looking at the, the list, it was interesting because I think it was this one there was a huge order placed for a $115 strike price call on Apple. And just around that same time, I think it's around the same time, Apple kind of um, spiked up towards the last few hours of the day on Friday. So that might be something interesting to keep track of. So with things going forward, I think a lot of these plays that are being made might be indicating that these stocks might be rebounding. So I'm going to watch those throughout the week to confirm if this was a bearish or bullish play. Um, again, same thing happened over here with, let's see, where was it? Tesla, a lot of um, calls were being closed on Friday. So that was interesting seeing that. Um, another spike towards the end of the day on, on the last day of Friday. So this next week, I think Apple or Tesla and or Tesla will spike up on Monday. So whoever plays those trades might be making a lot of money off of those. Um, other ones I did see were Boeing. Oh, no, not this one. It was this one. Boeing here, there was an unusual options trade for a strike price of $160 um, also on Friday. And again, that same thing on Friday, there was a huge spike. Well, not really a huge spike, but the stock pretty much spiked up from its uh, low of 144 all the way up to 155. So I might be looking at these as potential players this week to see what happens, even in the aftermarkets, they're still trending upward, upwards. So in the, on Monday, I might actually might make um, some small plays on these stocks. I won't go into all of them just in, due to the sake of time and see what happens during the week. And we'll see again next week how those go. Um, but basically those ones, uh, I'm going to be doing looking more into why these stocks were the ones that are being played and what try to figure out who are the people that made those plays behind those. Um, Genius is an interesting one because they had spiked up a lot earlier this year and dropped back down. So it is some interesting play there. Um, and yeah, those are my stock picks or the ones that I'll be paying attention to this week. Uh, and next we got Blink with news that California will be banning sales of gas-powered vehicles. I did see something about California mentioning that. I'm not sure if it was true because they were right after that first news report came out. Um, there was another report that kind of dis, dis, discredited that. Yeah, it's a it's it's another one of those headlines headline yeah. heavy commentary because it, it, aesthetically speaking, 
what you're saying is you're going to ban the sale of something does that like are you implying that you can't own that substance like what is the penalty for owning that substance um furthermore you're also implying that every single one of the cities counties districts communities village will all be converted over to a power grid that can handle it uh, california is notorious for rolling blackouts because of weak power infrastructure grids so if there's no gas powered systems are you telling me that every bus every police car every uh, uh hospital ambulance fire truck is going to be decked out with electricity uh i mean it's it, it's big if true but it's going to take more than 10 years to do yep and i think they're putting out this information minutes just to give people a forewarning um but this is the the crazy part again is how you said it's like the headlines can be very misleading because as soon as this headline came out a couple minutes later another headline headline came came out saying that um gas um owning gas gasoline cars will still be allowed so it's kind of confusing with that so that is something to just keep in mind of um but Deliki's not able to respond right now but she did message her response in the chat um she says that she came across Blink as the leading company for EV charging stations. Um, still looking into a full analysis, but picked a couple shares anyway. Uh, she believes that the future of tech and electric vehicles is strong. Um, stock started to soar, then went down after Tesla disappointing news after Battery Day. That Battery Day was very disappointing to me. Man. And also the fact that it was underlined by that whole lawsuit thing that they're yeah. trying to sue. Uh, they're suing the president, the administration. I've never seen uh, Elon Musk become democratic so quickly. <laughs> he did make a tweet saying he doesn't really align with certain things, but he kind of chooses things based on what matters really. So if you if you are listening to him in one moment, just best believe he can switch up on you at any point. If you're ever wondering what Elon Musk is a representation of, he's just a white version of Kanye West. That's he's white it. Kanye, exactly. He's white Kanye. Nah, it was funny because I saw a, um, a, a, a meme on Twitter saying that he wasn't like this superhero or Iron Man. He was more so uh, the dude from Incredibles, the villain. <laughs> syndrome. Syndrome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great comparison. Oh, that's hilarious. I gotta, say, I gotta say, for Elon, his ideas, man, they truly are like they're they're transcending. They're not super unique. It's ideas that we all have, but he, it's like what Thanos said. He has the the will to actually act upon it. No, no, no. He has the capital to act on it. Because if you're telling... No, no, no. Because he's an idiot. Like, don't get it twisted. This guy is an idiot. But he has the money to do it. And as an idiot paying a bunch of people, you think as scientists, you're going to tell him no? No, no. Keep funding my research, bro. But, like, he, he, he wants to be this person who has the answer and does things, but doesn't really understand, like what the rationale behind it is because remember his big thing was i want to burrow a bunch of holes in a place where earthquakes take place so that i me personally don't have to sit in traffic true I, 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 you you said the kanye comparison i think that's the best thing but i gotta say this if kanye right now if kanye west ipo you would buy that stock the success of Yeezys, of course I'm supporting that stuff. Bro, the success of just Kanye, if we look at him since back when, you know, 
just look at graduation days and where he is now, his stock has grown ex- exponentially. No, no matter what he says, even no, all no. the crazy stuff he's been saying, even and you was like, like kind of what? Why would you go? Why would you say that on camera? Like you know, no, you no, that absolutely. You but I think still invest in, in Kanye. No, absolutely. But it, it's all about timing with this because if we're if we want to be yeah. frank, we can actually see a a, a a regulation in Kanye's actions and what how Kanye's words affect stock markets. For example, when uh, he became an ambassador for Gap, uh, Gap has seen a significant growth, but now that he's wanting to go back to the drawing board with them it begs the question is this a stunt or is this him really trying to renegotiate his contract and why take such a public route like it it begs the question if you really wanted to invest smart sure kanye would be a great bet but if you told me the next day you would feel confident waking up that all your stock would still be there i'd laugh at you because you're taking that risk right it's it's, yeah i'd much rather have tim cook who says absolutely nothing. And before Donald Trump said his name was Tim Apple, I didn't know his name was Tim Cook. I'd much rather have that boring white man as the leader of my company than have the volatility that is Kanye West. That is, that is facts. That is facts. And all I'm great points. I'm still putting my chips in Kanye, though. Hey, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I, hey, if I got two chips, I'm giving you one to put in for me, too. <laughs> That's the facts. <laughs> Man, I wish Kanye could IPO. I wish you could. I wish you could IPO. I definitely. Hey, you might just be speaking into existence. He might be working on that right now. He might be watching this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but y'all do make great points about Elon Musk, about Kanye West, um, and just like the state of their business, especially with um, Battery Day. Um, Battery Day was very upsetting for a lot of people in, in Tesla because they thought it was a little bit underwhelming for the present but was very futuristic, giving hope, I guess, to the future of tech, um, um, battery, battery technology, as well as um, electric vehicles. Um, a lot of um, what's called investment firms and institutions still kept their ratings, um, and it, if anything increased them due to the, for the long-term gains from the battery that they're working on right now, which is having issues with, um, what's it called, being scaled or produced um, enough for them to meet their demands. Um, but will still be produced nonetheless. That will cause, I guess, a future where, I guess, a lot of people still think that there's good that could be gained from stocks like Tesla, EV companies. So Battery Day did for the short term cause these stocks to drop, but in the future might um, prove to be beneficial in the long run. Um, Just like with Blink, um, as Billy said, this company has grown a little bit over 200% in the past year alone. Um, and it looks like they might be back now. They're now back above pre-IPO levels and have a lot more room to grow. So those would be great stocks to watch, such as Tesla, Blink, and anything regarding electric vehicles and batteries. Um, and yeah, anything to add to those? Yeah, I do want to add for Tesla. People who are getting it now, I don't normally recommend this for any other company. But when you get into Tesla, you're not necessarily getting into it for their products and what they can produce. You're getting into it to ride the hype wave. You can yeah. ride that hype wave, get your cash, get out. Yeah. I know Elon loves like, making fun of people who short Tesla, but I mean, like, that's the best way to get money off of it. You literally just ride the hype off of it. I yeah. believe, I truly believe if they accomplish, I want them to accomplish everything that they say, because I think it would lead to an incredible world that we live in. But 
yeah, no. The point of Tesla is riding that hype wave, riding that hype train until you can get your cash. Definitely, definitely. That's something like really great advice. Um, and yeah, so anything else as well with Blink? Anything else with Tesla as well? I bet. Uh, moving on. Perfect. All right, moving on. Um, the last member's pick comes from Hero. Um, he mentioned his stock watch is Starbucks and Billy. So um, with the Starbucks, Starbucks is sort of moving back into, uh, as I talked about, the innovation crowd, the crowd of people who have figured out how to sell their product and keep it business as usual. Uh, I think Starbucks is really benefiting from not having having these contactless uh, checkout lanes and these drive curbside pickups because Starbucks is notorious for having a lot of issues as far as social uh, awareness, whether it be they're firing one of their employees for having a Black Lives Matter mask on or, you know, having two guys arrested in their store for, you know, doing what their store was designed to do, lounge around. Their store is a, really made for adult cats. And when you remove that element of people not being able to lounge around, anyone who shows up to Starbucks, you know, is buying something. So it, it kind of alleviates that crowd. And therein lies like sort of the benefit. So what I've noticed is in the last week to two weeks, uh, Starbucks as stocks have grown and it's come in as states have started to figure out how to open up accordingly. So it begs the question, how many other restaurants have figured this out? Well, obviously, another uh, close comparisons would be McDonald's. So I got into both of them at the same time. So I think uh, when I first started out way in the beginning, like early uh, July, I was living off of Starbucks. That's where I was making my $200 a week, every week with a, with a call. And Back when I started doing those trade-ins, it was right around $84, $86. So now that this market is back into this range, if I can uh, next week using my bands try and figure out where things like land and put, I think I'm going to start with a few options to kind of warm myself back up into this before I go back into the $600, $400 range that uh, you uh, big dogs are up at. And then uh, Billy is mostly because – now that uh, Sony has to kind of come up with a, a response to the storage situation on the PlayStation 5 uh, Mini, which doesn't have a lot of storage, you know, one game can fill up the whole entire console. So Billy, who's also in part charge of their storage cloud, is going to have to come up with a response because paying $200 for storage when the system only costs $300, well, now it's $500 and you're backed up to a PlayStation 5. You should have just got a PlayStation 5. Wait, you're talking about Billy B B I uh B I L L I, I believe. L L I. What is it? Stick um, stock ticker symbol. It should be B L. B B I L I. L I. Okay, Billy. Billy. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, so, so now that they have to come up with this response. Uh, they are, they're definitely being put in a position where if they figure this out and can keep this new storage, like if you get a PlayStation 5 with all the cool graphics and a four terabyte setup for under $100 or $150 or some type of membership, which is what they want to do, you can do like four installments from your PlayStation Now network mm -hmm. subscription, then they got my attention. They really got my attention. But I think I'm prepared to start like in the last 
a year, six months, uh, Billy and Starbucks and these uh, these companies that have innovated have figured it out, and I'm going to start riding the wave. Facts, and that's a good point. Billy Billy actually sounds really good. I haven't heard. Oh, Billy Billy is literally when I lost my five when I lost my five hundred in the in the first in the March, Billy pulled me out of the water. It pulled me out of the water. I had a call with a strike price of seventy dollars. I didn't. It was sitting at fifty nine. I was like, it's never gonna hit. I went to sleep and woke up. Sony bought them, and that was the end for me. <laughs> and if ever since then, I ain't looked back. <laughs> um, this upcoming, you know, video game season that's happening with the PlayStation and Xbox. People are always like, "Oh yeah, PlayStation." Like, no, 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 no. Xbox. My thing is getting both. They they gonna sell no matter what. I, uh, exactly. Yeah. No. It's I. I'm ba- every time I say, "Oh, PlayStation is better," and some X as as long as somebody from Xbox says, "No, my system's better," then I know the stock is worth something. And they just bought Bethesda, so. Right, that's insane. And so, and they're thinking about buying Sega and Capcom. Yes. To, to yes. Ha- <laughs> boy, and, and that and that's a and that's an automatic partnership because Sonic and Nintendo have a long history. Microsoft as well. And the secret is the secret is Microsoft is already built in backwards has built in functionality to cross platform with with the Switch, which is crazy. But the Switch. I mean, but PlayStation 4, uh, PlayStation refuses to have any cross-platform. So it's almost as if Sony's just taking their ball and playing by themselves. And the problem is, what happens when everybody is playing with everybody and PlayStation wants to play with them? Me as a user, I'm going to go over because it doesn't matter to me. The The controller doesn't matter to me. And graphics have gotten to point 120 FPS. Like your eyes can't see past 80. No one cares anymore about the graphics. No, you make a great point, and I think well, both of you guys make a great point. One, I'm betting on these um, gaming companies, especially with the new releases coming out on the consoles. But you also made a great point about with Microsoft and how they're making a lot better investments in terms of um, crossplay, different platforms. Like, have y'all heard about X Cloud? Like, X Cloud, what they're trying to X do? X Cloud is amazing. X X Cloud is what PlayStation now wishes it could be because really? uh, there's a game I played. It was called Split Second on PlayStation Two, and I downloaded PlayStation Now. I just so I could play this game again. I got I got a I got ninety seven percent on it. I feel like it was one of those things where I was too old. I mean, too young to beat the game. It was too hard for me because my brain couldn't compute it. But now I'm older. I'm adult. I want to debo that game. I bought it, and the internet and the interface was so trash. I called Sony. I was like, No, no, no. I want a refund. I don't want no credit. I want my money back. This is the biggest disappointment of my life. Pay me. No, nah, but best believe I got stock in both Sony and in Microsoft for partially because of their um, Xbox console as well as the X Cloud platform. Um, but something to I wish I could tell you guys more. Fish, I work at Microsoft, so I kind of see the stuff that they're working on with X Cloud and things like that. So that will be inside of trading information. So I cannot tell what, all those things. But wait, I, I got a question. Microsoft's gonna go crazy in the future with uh, their their gaming platform and division. I, I got a question since. You do work at Microsoft. I don't know if you're able to tell this. I heard that there's they're doing a um, subscription package. So basically, you can subscribe to Microsoft 
and they'll send you the Xbox with X Cloud services, with Xtreme, with all that, and you just pay a monthly subscription. Is that is that valid? I can confirm uh, that I, is. I can confirm that from Kotaku uh, uh, and uh, like all of those. There's there's a preliminary guest gesture for that, but it has to be with people who already have a subscription. Yeah. And I, I don't know the exact details for that, so I really could not give you inside information on that. But I do believe my personal guess is I think it will head to that because a lot of companies are doing and moving towards an all-in-one subscription model. Like, have you seen? I think Apple is doing something Apple. called Apple One, and like they're packaging pretty much every service they provide into one thirty-dollar subscription. So I'm pretty sure Microsoft's gonna have their own, Apple's gonna have their own, all these platform, any platform or major company is probably going to have their own version of that subscription service is the is the trend of 2020 like yeah, everything is as a guarantee it's guaranteed again making money amazon figured it out everyone's yeah. been trying to perfect it ever since amazon yeah. prime is something i've been meaning to cancel and then every month I, oh damn batteries oh my damn spatula broke oh damn i forgot to catch up <laughs> at the store it's just crazy how like i just can't delete that app Hey, Hero, you also, I want to go back to the point you made about, you know, um, Microsoft partnering with Capcom. And like you said, they're trying to play with everybody. And Sony is really just. Sony Sony benefits from. Yeah, yeah, Sony benefits from having this. They're the first people to do it. So they kind of benefit from it. Like, and they did it with big time characters, you know, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. That's the only reason why I'm getting the PlayStation 5. I don't care about God of War. I don't care about the whoa, next hey, person. Whoa, whoa, wait, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's a classic, that's, though. That's, that's, hey, that's hey, 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 hey. I didn't, and once again, this is why I can continue to buy stocks because people get the feelings hurt. I'm not saying the games are bad. I'm just saying I don't care about them. Miles Morales was the only thing I wanted it for. Yeah, that's, that's So, like, with that being said, it makes me, it makes it easier for me for me to just be able to look and see. But now what you're running into, this and this is going to be the problem. I have a Switch. So the decision for me every year is, okay, I'm getting a Nintendo console, and then I have to choose between PlayStation and Xbox. The year one of my friends gets an Xbox, is gonna be that's who I play with. That's going to be the year I change over. But this is the striking part. I'm playing my Switch against people on their Xbox in different games. So there's already a compatibility issue there for me. Like there's that's the problem that's gonna end up happening. Sony. The day Sony has a game that other consoles have that I can't cross play with them, then I'm gonna have to leave Sony behind. That's that's a hundred percent what's happening right now. Oh, really? so I have a PlayStation, and for the longest I was like, yes, yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation. Just because when it comes to video games, I don't care about graphics. I don't care about you know, still, I don't care about none of that. I just care about what games do you have that are fun. That's that's yeah. why I buy video games. But recently, all this cross compatibility, Sony is coming out saying that they don't want people to be able to play cross cross platform games. Oh, that's Microsoft not all for it. Microsoft is like, oh yeah, cross platform. Yeah, sure, we'll we'll do something. You can go with Sony. And I think that's my only reason why I can't get into Sony is because I truly don't support their company. 
I love what Microsoft is doing. They're doing things for the gamer. They truly are like, well, they want to yeah. do this. Let's give it to them. Oh, they want to do this. Let's give it to them. Oh, you yeah. know, we can, we can we can do this. That'll make the experience better. And all <laughs> Sony cares about is that everyone has a PlayStation. You make a great point. Like you can change your name on the Xbox like every two weeks. Sony for the first time ever just allowed you to change it. And guess what? You can only change it once every six once. months. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, and you're right. It's like they, it's like Sony, and you want to know what Sony's kind of missing? And these changes didn't start happening until they got an American ambassador. Like someone stateside to speak for them on their behalf. Because they don't, they're, they're a company of the East. So they don't have to adhere to the East. Xbox doesn't sell in the East like it does in the West. So it's sort of like a form of betrayal when, if you're thinking from a country aspect. But it still doesn't deny the fact that they buy companies that for good games and Sony did what they were supposed to make good games first, make your console uh, convenient second, because back when Xbox was thinking about having, and like, it's just a, it's just something they assumed Xbox. Oh, if, if they play, if everyone's playing Madden, everyone wants to have the NFL live package part of their subscription. No, you idiot. Just make a good game. Right. And these are all great points. Uh, and we'll definitely continue this debate between Sony and Microsoft. Uh, I'm obligated to promote uh, Xbox just because that be my employer. Yeah, I don't even think but... it's a debate. I do make a great point. Tari, you, made a great, you, Tari, you made a really great point in terms of the things that Xbox is doing. Like, I feel like a lot of people haven't learned from Fortnite. With Fortnite, one, they cross-play. You can play Fortnite with your friends across any platform in the same game session. But they have not learned that that's what gamers want. That's why Fortnite, one of the reasons why Fortnite blew up is a fun game. You can play with anyone without any limitations. And it's just changing like the, like the game, the game for the game industry. So I feel like a lot of companies should look at Fortnite as an example. And if you are limiting those uh, players from doing stuff like that, like you're going to learn your lesson, like with Apple trying to limit, or I think Apple trying to restrict Epic Games um, and prevent them. I can't remember what was the details about their their we're battle, their check. legal battle right now. They were basically trying to get a check from from uh, from Epic. Epic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they more money from them, and Epic Games was like Epic nah, Game that thirty percent that that you know they have to have a graduated uh, fund rate for when you're Epic Games and you're making you know thirty billion dollars off of iPhone, and then they're taking you know twenty eight percent of that every year that's not like you have to graduate that for them that needs to be down to 13 percent 10 percent because they're making you a bulk of your money like i get it it's still your product but you you break bread with the people making you bread so like i feel like apple is just being selfish at this point basically uh, eventually i think in the future we're gonna we're saying a huge just strictly talking about the video game industry before when we were younger you know back with playstation one even before that, Nintendo uh, 64, what it was is the, the three big companies, the Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, and Sony, they were the ones developing a game. They will go out and like uh, pay video game de developers to make the game. Now we're going to transition into a period where video game developers are creating their games by themselves, if that makes sense. It's, it, it's, it's taking the power away from the actual console and putting the power back into the actual game itself. I guess the, the best way to 
equate this would be if you guys watch like you guys watch basketball it's taking the power away from the general managers and the owners and putting power back into the actual athletes themselves the ones who play the game that's that that's the point i think we're going to be seeing that in the future definitely and i think the sports industry is a whole other beast on its own too those are all like great points about the gaming industry about a lot of these um, gaming companies and tech tech stocks that we're looking at and basically, that's our members' picks for the weeks. Um, just as a quick recap, um, the members' plays being Oak Street, um, Graph, um, couple tech stocks, and airline stock, I guess travel stocks such as Apple, Tesla, Boeing, American Airlines, Cruise Lines, and so on. Um, Blink and Tesla for their uh, EV charging and EV battery-related news. Um, and lastly, Starbucks and Billy. Um, those are our stock watch um, stocks that we'll be looking at this week and potentially making money off of. So, so check back next week or throughout the week about how we do with those. And yeah, so we're going to quickly do a quick checkout for those on the call and do a quick outro. Um, appreciate everyone being on the call. We got Hero, Tarek, and Biliki. Y'all can feel free to say, drop anything or say anything at the checkout. Uh, uh, sound group. Say that again. No, continue. Plug no. and Hill Sound Group. Listen to us. Buy beats off Beat Stars. Twan Don. Hey, put, put it in the chat, man. That's how it be. Uh, uh, the Identity Booth will be hosting uh, the first presidential debates, uh, one through four, actually. We'll be live streaming them on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Periscope, and Facebook Live. Uh, we did super well with the. Uh, RNC debates. We broke the 1,000 view record for that. So that's an awesome uplift for our live stream. Uh, come join up. Come talk to us. Come hear the debates. If you're not, if all oh, politics, I'm not, get out your feelings. Come figure out what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Register to vote. Wear your goddamn mask. <laughs> Billy Key. Hey. <laughs> I don't have nothing else to add. Good discussion. I had to listen. Baby was cranky. Yeah, she didn't want. She wanted to buy some stocks. She couldn't buy none. <laughs> you didn't give her no options. Play money. You didn't give her no option. Play. <laughs> no, no options. I'll put some money in her account though. <laughs> and uh, again, my name is Taufik, the student investor. Um, this is the Trade Tribe Season One, Episode Two. Um, we again are a trading group chat and we have weekly recorded calls to help us grow our wealth as a tribe uh, make sure to add us on instagram twitter and youtube at the trade tribe and good luck this week into this trade uh into the trading week thank you take it easy all right